Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to WP Tonic, our Wednesday show where we interview somebody who's doing something really interesting with WordPress. And um, we've got a great special guest here. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself in a few seconds. Um, But first, I'm going to introduce my co-host, Kim. Like to introduce yourself, Kim? Absolutely. I'm Kim Schivler. I'm Jonathan's co-host. I'm an instructional design consultant and a communications instructor. And a great one at that. All right. And um, we've got Ben. I'd like to introduce yourself, Ben, to the audience. Sure. Thank, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, so my name is Ben. I'm, I'm co-founder of a plugin company, premium plugin company called Fly Plugins. And we, uh, we, we produce premium plugins for WordPress. Um, we've got a flagship product called WP Courseware, which is a learning management system, which I imagine that's probably what we'll be talking quite a bit about today. Uh, we also have uh, a plugin called uh, Churnly. Not, not too many people know about Churnly. It's, uh, it's a plugin that helps reduce uh, churn, credit card churn. Uh, and, and these are specific to uh, sites with EDD and WooCommerce. And then we have a plugin called S3 Media Maestro, which is a secure media player uh, that uh, integrates and interacts with Amazon AWS S3. So. Right. Um, before we start the interview, i got to mention our sponsor, which is uh, Kinster Hosting. Um, the WP Tonic website is hosted by Kinster. I've been absolutely delighted with their hosting, the speed, and really impressed with their support, which is top-notch. Um, I can't praise them. I wouldn't have them as a major sponsor um, if I couldn't in conscience have the WP Tonic website hosted by them. And uh, I've got no revelation about recommending them to you or if if you're a developer consultant to recommend them to your clients. So go to the WP Tonic website. You'll be able to find some links, banners to Kinsta. There are affiliate links, so you'll be helping the show if you purchase through those links. I'm going to throw it over to my co-host, Kim, and we're going to get straight into the interview. Excellent. Um, Yes, so WP Courseware. I do want to let you talk about the other two also, but let's jump into WP Courseware first. Uh, WP Courseware was my first love for WordPress learning management systems. It's the first one I used. It's the first one I taught. It's the first one I talked about at WordCamp. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. uh, And it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful plugin. I have to say that a lot of my business lately kind of moved away from that because it, it was requiring more complexity. So particularly in questions and things like that, with LearnDash, for example, had more capabilities with some of the questioning techniques. Sure. But I would say that WP Courseware is the quickest and easiest to use, learn, and roll out a course in. So as you decided that, so as you built this learning management system, what were your thoughts around that? Who was your target audience you wanted to reach with this LMS? 
Well, it's interesting. Um, so that, that kind of goes back uh, in history to why we started WP Coursework. Uh, WP Coursework was actually created for, for myself and for Nate. Um, we, we were both internet marketers and we were trying to teach courses online using WordPress. And um, we were trying to uh, you know, take uh, blog posts and categorize them and make those like into modules and organize them. And it just, there just wasn't a way to do that. And so we, uh, we decided, you know, we need to make something. We need to, we need to kind of create a plugin or something. Uh, we had no idea what we were doing. Um, you know, we had no idea what uh, a plugin business even looked like. Um, but we each forked out a few hundred dollars and we hired a developer and, and out came WP Courseware. And we didn't, uh, we didn't know we were going to launch it as a product, but that's exactly what we did. Uh, we launched it as an MVP um, and, and we were, we were thrilled to death when we had our first couple sales. In fact, the funny thing is we actually, uh, we launched WP courseware on the warrior forum. So I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the warrior forum, but that's, it's a place where all internet marketers hang out and we launched it as a WSO. And I think we made our first $20 and we were just tickled pink, you know? Um, so we, we had really built it, um, for us, but in, in a sense, we, we wanted to build it, um, so that other people could use it as well. Nice. Is the, is the where forum still around? I believe it is. I believe it's still around and we are not selling it there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I remember that from back in the day. Oh yeah. It's still and, there. Um, so WP Courseware then was your first plugin. What year did you launch that on the Warrior Forum? So we launched that in 2012. It was the summer of 2012. We were actually the first learning management system um, to market for WordPress um, in fact, it's funny. We didn't even know that we didn't even know what an LMS was. We didn't know it was a learning management system. We didn't even know what that was. Um, uh, I think we, we might've coined WP Courseware just before we launched it, but we, we had no clue what an LMS even was. I love that. You had a need and you went for it. Yeah. And, and yes, and that's something that's funny. A lot of people don't realize the concept of an LMS didn't start with WordPress. No, it's no. been around. So I'm an instructional design consultant. I've got my master's in education. These go way back. They go oh, yeah. back before the internet, even where we had CBTs and things. Yes. So yes. it's uh, and before that, there's you know uh, philosophies of how to deliver courseware, even if you're in person. So. Well, um, yeah, and it's funny because you're, you're, you're absolutely right. They go far back. In fact, um, I, was, I was attending the uh, university, or no, I'm sorry, New Mexico State University, and I was actually working for an instructional uh, little uh, section of the university. They were teaching teachers how to, how to put their course online with the software called, uh, I think it was called WebCT. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually set up courses for, for uh, teachers and, and kind of trained them on how to use that software. And I completely forgot about that software. In fact, it wasn't until years even after I, we did WP course that I thought back and, you know, I, I think I used to, I used to work on a, something like this. I love it. So being that you needed it for yourself, what was your first course that you launched using your plugin. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point. Okay. So we were, as mentioned, we were internet marketers. And so we were um, coming off this um, training course that we had done with Pat Flynn. Um, and actually he had, he had done a, what they call the niche site coaching course. He picked 20 students and when 20 students got in this, and that's actually how I met Nate. And um, so anyway, we, we, uh, we learned a whole lot from that. Nate had already been doing a lot of internet marketing. He had several niche sites. You know, he was affiliate marketing and that sort of thing. 
And so Nate and I kind of met in this class. We started masterminding and uh, we thought, you know, we could probably teach a course. And so that's kind of the first course that we launched was how to make money online. Now, the caveat to that was it's funny because we were teaching people how to rank in Google and some of some of the tactics were black hat. They weren't necessarily white hat. But, you know, Google came along with their panda and their penguin and it just blew us out of the water. Needless to say, our first course completely, utterly failed. Um, but it's okay because we had WP Courseware. I love that. That's excellent and funny, right? It Definitely is, really. not an evergreen course. If, if, if you were that pre, oh, no. pre-Google Oh, yeah. what they do now. You, you definitely was not evergreen for no, you. Not. <laughs> we were teaching people how to, you know, spin up blog posts and use, you know, backlinking all different kinds of ways. It was, it was terrible. It's horrible. We look back. In fact, it's funny. We have a, we have an ebook that we launched as a, as a lead magnet and we still have that, that, uh, that ebook. And there's, there's some of the content that's, that's still actually valuable, but a lot of it's not, it's, 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 it's actually hilarious. <laughs> Maybe a little embarrassing, some of it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, at the time, you know, it was working. And, it, and you know what, Nate, Nate made some good money. I mean, he did, he did really well. I mean, but, but you know, it, it, it is what it is and, and things change and, and, yeah. I love it. So then at that point, you dug full into the plug-in business. Yeah, and, and so, you know, like I said, we, we, we got into the plug-in business not knowing anything about plugins. I knew, I knew quite a bit about WordPress. I had built some sites on WordPress. Um, I, I know enough code to, to be somewhat dangerous, but I, I don't consider myself a full developer, full-stack developer, anything like that. Um, so, like I said, we, we outsourced um, WP Courseware actually for several years, and that might have been to our detriment because we didn't, we didn't go as fast as we could have um, we do have a full-time developer now and he's, he's wonderful. I mean, we've got uh, updates coming out uh, pretty frequently now. We've got, you know, new product. We've totally rebuilt S3 Media Maestro. So we've got, uh, we've got some things up our sleeves. So we're not done yet. We've got some really cool ideas coming. And are you going to share with us some things for uh, WP Courseware, what we sure. can look forward to? Sure. So, so right now we're in development. One thing that we've been lacking, and we survey our customers, and, and we are a very customer-driven company. Um, our customers are awesome. They, um, they're constantly uh, you know, requesting features. We have a full Trello board full of feature requests. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I have to give complete credit to our customers because they've helped build our plugin. They've helped the company be what it is today. Um, so what we've got in the works right now, we're working on, we're working on a, uh, a built-in uh, shopping cart and payment gateway right now, which has been lacking for years. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the next update should have some really cool stuff with our UI. We're going to make a major UI overhaul next, in our next revision. So this revision will be just shopping cart uh, payment gateway, and the next one is just going to be a major overhaul to the UI. Um, so that's, that's coming up here in the next couple months. Uh, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled. It's coming. Will do. And you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm sure that your customers ask for that shopping cart. Oh yeah. I'm going to tell you for me, that was never, um, that was never the, the drawback. And the reason is that when I teach people to build online courses and, uh, learning platforms, I specify that we build out a whole platform, which includes a membership piece Mm, because there are pieces, if you think logically about a class, there are pieces that belong in the class. That's the step-by-step instructions. Yes. And there are pieces that are resources that belong in, quote, like the library, if we were going to yes. think of traditional oh, school. Yeah. And those 
go best in membership areas. Yes. Not in a step by step. So for your for that being your limitation, that was actually always a bonus for me. It's like okay. because I okay. had to make people you're going to have to have your membership site now. <laughs> well, and it's fun, it's funny because one thing that I think really helped us um, since we didn't have the shopping cart is one thing that we did right out the gate is we. Uh, we did a lot of integrations. We had integrations with lots of membership plugins and e-commerce plugins. Um, and those, those I believe, really helped us uh, a lot. Um, and I still feel today that you know, we need to even have more than we currently do. And I think we have some of those in the works as well. Wow. Yeah, you have, um, I say this all the time when I talk about the differences, you have the most integrations uh, of anybody I've seen out there. And they, not only do you have the most Every one of them I've worked with works very well. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. No, yes, we, um, that was one of our goals. I mean, one of our primary targets is, is to target entrepreneurs, just the solopreneurs and entrepreneurs that just, you know, have some knowledge or skill set that they just want to share and sell. And we wanted to make it as easy as possible. And we realized that people were already using a WooCommerce or an easy digital downloads or, or member press or wish list was wishlist, you know, back when we started, wishlist was the big one. Um, and so we wanted to, we wanted to make sure we had integrations with those and, and we didn't want to charge for those. Obviously we wanted to get those in the repo and just let people get those for free. And so we want to, we want to create some more um, and maybe at some point too, we want to get some deeper integrations with um, you know, some of the, some of the bigger ones that have a, a few more downloads. I think, you know, uh, PM pro has, few more downloads and, you know, member press and WooCommerce, obviously. I mean, that's the big one. Um, so maybe even get some deeper integrations with those as well. Excellent. Well, as I said, I'll be interested to see what you have because right now they work beautifully. I, oh. I used to always do PM Pro and Woo, I mean, excuse me, and, and WP Courseware and then BB Press. Those were my go-tos. I have moved since to member press oh. because of the functionality People in my group don't buy necessarily a, a package where it's level A, level B, level C. They might buy this and then that and then th the third thing and they're very disparate and PM Pro can't do that. So yeah, that yeah. was where I focused on member press and also the corporate sales. Uh, member press, you can actually, I can actually sell to a company and they can manage their own users within my courseware and my installation, which is oh, okay. I love and I love that. I didn't realize MemberPress had that functionality. In fact, um, we because we had some requests with iThemes Exchange, which is no longer iThemes Exchange. It's uh, Exchange WP. They got acquired, but right. um, I think they had a plugin called Umbrella, and it did the same exact thing. And uh, that's one thing that we actually have. It's one of the requests we have from our users uh, is for companies to come and buy in bulk. And then be able to set up uh, separate uh, member accounts for each one of their users so that they can come in and take courses. So that, that's, that's a, yeah, we love that idea. I can show you how to do it in MemberPress because you already <laughs> commit, you already worked with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, MemberPress are great. We, actually, we, we, were at, uh, we were at WordPress, or I'm sorry, um, WordCamp US uh, this past year and we got yes. to meet Blair Williams from MemberPress and, and we had lunch with them. And so, yeah, we, we definitely want to do some work with them. Sounds great. I'm going to, I think we're coming up on our break and I need to hand it over to my host, Jonathan, who I'm sure has questions. Okay. Yeah, I think we're getting close there. It's been a fascinating conversation. We're going to go for a quick break, folks, and we'll be back in a few moments and we'll be talking to Ben and delving more into what we've been discussing, basically. Back in a few. 
you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've had a fantastic conversation with Ben. Um, I, want, I want to delve into a little bit of the business side of it. Obviously, you, you've been. You're quite an established plug-in shop now. You, uh, uh, how long have you, the, you been running the actual WP Courseware in the market? So we, la- we launched WP Courseware, I, I want to say it was July of 2012. Um, that, was, that was when we first launched uh, WP Courseware. So we've been, we've been around for, uh, what is that now, six, about six, um, it's going on six years. Yeah. So, um, what's your feeling about the plugin business in general and uh, making a decent living in the WordPress um, ecosystem? Do you think it's getting harder, or do you think there's just the same level of opportunities? Uh, yes, yes, and no. I mean, I, I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, you've got 29% of the internet on WordPress. Um, it's, it's open source, it, you know, it, it's, it's a perfect storm. If you, if you want to build a business, it really is. And, and, you know, WordPress is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and on the other hand, you know, you have, uh, you have competition. So we, we launched in 2012 and three, four months later, we had competition. Um, now competition is healthy. I believe it's very healthy. It, it keeps, um, <laughs> checks and balances and make sure that you're, uh, improving your product and, um, you know, constantly uh, moving forward, trying to improve your processes and your support and that sort of thing. So um, I think it could go either way. You know, you look at, uh, you look at a plugin like WooCommerce, who's downloaded millions of times, but yet you see Pippin Williamson, you know, and he's, he's got a multi-million dollar business with easy digital downloads, restrict content pro and and uh, uh, WP affiliate, so it's it's there's there's definitely room for for growth. I think it's the economy's great. I think it's a great space if if you feel like you want to uh, jump in with a plugin business. I, absolutely, it's there's definitely opportunity. Yeah, I actually think the, the you know obviously you got um, in WordPress you got your competitors, but actually I think um, very similar to WooCommerce, you, that the real competition in a way is the fully hosted solutions and there seems to be a, a plateau of um, new players coming in offering total integration of every element some of some of these hosted players would you agree with that and what do you think still is the buying um, proposition for somebody looking to establish a course using wordpress yeah, so I, I mean, there's definitely some big players coming in. You've got your Teachables coming in, uh, you know, your SaaS products, and, and, and they're definitely um, there's definitely a space for them. Um, obviously, a lot of them have deep pockets, like you say, they have got every integration that you can think of, and there are just some people that all they want to do is is uh, point and click a couple of buttons and create a course and generate it immediately. They're not worried about having a blog. They're not worried about having uh, you know pages and, and you know making their own sales funnels. And, you know, uh, you know, 
hiding things behind a membership wall, just, just like Kim was mentioning. So I, I think, I think there's, there's room for both. Um, uh, I think on the SaaS side of things, a lot of those players have deeper pockets for marketing. And, and at the end of the day, I think it just, it boils down to marketing. Um, and it also, it, it really um, boils down to uh, the end user and, and the ease of use that they want. I mean, WordPress is generally pretty easy to use, you know, um, but a SaaS tool, I mean, you're, you're just creating an account and you're going, everything's set up. I mean, you're not having to worry about, you know, downloading WordPress and FTPing it up and setting up your WP config file and, and, and doing all these additional steps that aren't necessarily hard. It's just easier to do it the other way. So it's, it's a little bit of both. It's, it's hard to go one way or another. It's a, it's a difficult because um, I had some reasonably extensive experience with WooCommerce and Shopify and yeah, Shopify, um, if you wanted just a bog standard setup with a little bit of customization, it was probably the platform to go with. But if you want, there was a, there was a, a stage where trying to do something in Shopify wasn't really the best solution. There was a time to move to something like WordPress. Um, but when where that stage was was hard to identify because it was at each personal stage. Um, a, would you agree with that? And secondly, how important for a course somebody that's generating income that wants to move their course to the next stage to have the ability to customize the experience to a certain degree? Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I totally agree with your statement. It, it's, it comes down to a personal level where what you feel comfortable doing. Um, and, and even sometimes can come down to, I think, a, a time issue. If, if you just have a lot of time where you're able to customize things and, and work through all the little idiosyncrasies of WordPress, um, I, I, think, uh, I think that's for, for, for you know, uh, it's a personal uh, opinion, I guess, at the end of the day. It's, it's what do you want to do? Um, and, and so I, I, think, uh, I think for the most part, um, people that want to take their uh, courses to the next level, uh, you, you know, customizing their courses, I think they're doing things like um, maybe trying to break out their courses into maybe selling, selling modules or, or even doing course having where you, uh, you know, you, 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 uh, take a course, and if you pass this course, you go to a different course or, or things like that. There's some really deep customizations that you can do, um, and I know that some of the other competitors may may have that ability. I know some of the SaaS tools do definitely have that ability, um, but at the end of the day, it's just it's personal opinion. How do you feel? How how easy do you want your course to be? How you know how customized do you want it? Um, you know how much time do you have? And those are kind of the I, I think the uh, the the big um, decisions that people have to make. So do you think online, um, online education course, the course industry, which is a multi-billion industry and growing, do you think it's at its high water level or do you think there's a lot more growth and potential in online education anyway, Ben? 
I think, I think it's just starting. I think it's just starting to be honest with you. I mean, as we mentioned before, I mean, online courses go way back. I remember doing CBT nuggets and things like that, or the W or the uh, web CT type stuff. Um, and I think now we're, we're just seeing these technologies with LMS tools. Um, and I think it's just starting. I think online education is a big deal because it also goes to um, talking about distance learning I and mean, people that, you know, don't have access to a college or to a school, but they have internet access or even just mobile access. People are taking courses on their mobile phones. Um, you know, one, one thing that I, you know, parents are probably going to hate me because I say this, but I don't, I think education is very important, but I don't think a university or college is always necessarily the, the vehicle that gets you that education. I don't, I don't feel that way. And I think you have, you have things like lynda.com. And if you want to learn about Photoshop, you can go and you can take, you know, various courses on Photoshop and get well-versed in that without going to a $40,000 a year college to get that education. Yeah. In some ways we've had these discussions on the show as well, Ben, and I, I agree with you. It's a very tricky area because um, I think you, I think the best scenario is that people learn in various different ways mm-hmm. and also having a very um, diverse um, environment. I think utilizing online, the best scenario is to utilize online courses, but also have that ability to have a face-to-face, either okay. online or in person with a with a mentor instructor, if possible. Um, and um, funny enough, uh, I've said this a few times, one of the leaders in this was in Britain, actually, when in the Open University that still operates quite extensively. Okay. Um so it's an interesting subject. Um, so I agree with you with the growth. How how do you think you are positioned to capitalize on this growth with WP Courseware? Where, where would you hope to be in five years' time, Ben? I, I mean, honestly, we we want to we want to grow WP Courseware. I mean, our goal. I mean, it's just our company goal is to have the best LMS on the market. That's just that's our goal. Um, I mean, obviously, however you look at that could be subjective. I get that. Um, but I, I, I think in five years, we'd, we'd love to have a full solution where people can just uh, uh, create courses, but not just create courses, but have the ability to do it um, with an ease, with an, you know, just it's super simple. I, I, I like keeping things simple. I know that um, user interfaces are, are a big deal. And that's kind of why that next project that we're, we're going to take on has to do with our user interface. I, I had a, a, a sweet lady come to me at one of the word camps and she, she was so nervous to talk to me. Um, she, I guess she knew who I was. I had no clue who she was. She was, she was a WP coursework customer, but she was so nervous, but she said, your, your plugin is so difficult to use. And she was, I mean, she, she was so nervous talking to me and I told her, I said, you know, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, and I don't know if that's the response she was looking for. I sat down with her for five to 10 minutes and I just showed her a couple of different things and it really helped clear some things up. I do realize that there's some things that we need to do. Um, and, and this could be some of the reasons that, you know, people, uh, people that have, have moved away, you know, like Kim from, from our plugin. And we realize that when we don't, we, we want to be able to retain customers, obviously, but at the end of the day, we want to give them the best experience possible. Well, I think it's in all fairness. Um, I think it's difficult, really, Ben, because 
um, actually, it's great when you have people coming up to you in a word camp like that because it shows passion. And yeah. um, really, that's a great sign, isn't it? When your user base are really passionate, aren't they? Uh, when they when they don't care, that's when you uh, you got a bit of a problem, haven't you? Ben? Right. No, that's true. Uh, um, the second thing is um, obviously the more feature rich it becomes, the more complicated it becomes. So there's a duality there that you're always struggling with, isn't there, Ben? It's true. You're right. But see, I come and it's, I, I didn't really talk about my background. I used to be in IT uh, before I got into entrepreneurship. Um, one of my, one of my previous duties was a desktop engineer and I used to automate software installations, do desktop automations and that sort of thing. So one of my biggest things with WordPress and plugins and to make things easier is to utilize that automation. I mean, it's there and it's there for a reason. We can, we can automate different functionalities, you know, set up, you know, simple things like when you install a plugin, it sets up the correct pages for you or, you know, maybe installs a demo course for you. I mean, just little, little things like that and tweaks that just make things easier for the end user. At the end of the day, I understand that you can't, you can't automate everything and, and you can't satisfy everybody, but um, but to have that, I, I like simple, I like automation and that's just kind of my, my passion with the plugin and making that, that plugin, um, just really functional for the end user. Yeah. So, um, comes to mind the way to deal with, um, increasing feature, um, um, features and dealing with the consequences of additional features more more stuff to deal with is modernization and add-ons, isn't it? So you have your core product, and then um, if people want to add additional functionality, they can bolt it on, can't they? Yes, and and yeah. So you 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 know that's the beauty about WordPress, right? Because everything's extendable, and and even with WP Courseware, that is that's one of our goals. We're we're in the process, and I guess I didn't mention this. We're in the process right now of doing what we call our 5.0 build. At the end of at the end of we're, we're in our four version right now, but when we reach five, it's going to be a fully rebuilt plugin. Um, and one of the one of the things we're doing um, in the background, in the back end of things, is we are trying to add in filters and hooks in any location possible because we want to provide uh, a full developer um, documentation, um, online documentation so that people can extend the plugin and, and it's not difficult to do that. We, we, um, we push off a lot of people that want customizations. I send them to Codable or Upwork and, and I, I, I hate to do that because there, there could be some easy, you know, filters or, or hooks that I can just point them to, to, to get that functionality that they're looking for. Um, so that's one of our goals is definitely to to get that uh, extendability just for our plugin itself. That's great. I think we're going to wrap up this part of the show, folks, um, the podcast, but we're going to continue the discussion with Ben, which you'll be able to watch on the WP Tonic website with all the links to things that we've discussed with the show notes. And like I say, you'll be able to watch an extended conversation between me, Ben, and Kim on the website and on our YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to let Ben um, tell how people can find out more about him and then let Kim do the same. Ben, how can people find more about you, your company, and your products? Absolutely. So if you head over to flyplugins.com, that's our, our, our umbrella brand for all of our plugins. You'll find WP Courseware, S3 Media Maestro, and Churnly, uh, all on flyplugins.com. You can find us on Twitter. It's just at flyplugins. 
Um, our YouTube channel is just, uh, I believe it's just Fly Plugins is the YouTube channel. Um, so you can find us in any one of those locations. And uh, yeah, we'd be happy to answer your questions. And we'd love to, we'd love to serve you and help you in any way we can. That's great, Ben. And Kim, how can people find out more about what you're doing, Kim? You can find me at kimshivler.com or on Twitter at kimshivler. And I'd just like to say Kim's agreed to write a few posts for the WP Tonic about um, learning management systems. Um, so look up for that on the WP Tonic site and we'll be writing a lot more about learning management systems and WordPress ourselves. Um, I think it's been a great influence. Um, what does... WP Tonic do. Um, fundamentally, it's, um, it's a support service company that does development as well for business owners, but it has an emphasis of learning management systems and membership plugins, customizing the website, plugins, functionality. So if that's of interest, go to the website and find out more details. Like I say, we're going to wrap up this interview. And like I say, you join us on the bonus content. We'll see you next week where we'll be talking to somebody who's a kind of WordPress junkie doing something interesting with WordPress. See you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.